the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Match week 16. It is the middle of November, let's call it. And Patrick, the Little Caesars podcast is back. It's hot and it's ready. We've always been chronically late to stories around the league. But I gotta say, we uh, just happened to stumble upon... One of the hottest stories to come out this uh, this season, mm. mere minutes before hopping on to record. So uh, we we've we found ourselves at a perfect recording time once in a while. Um, but if you get your news from us, God help. Yeah, especially if it's anything more than than football, because <laughs> we do touch on it. Uh, was yeah, it that's your, how that's how dangerous things happen. Was it your idea? Um, stack up the World Cup in Qatar. Across each team's individual worst public relations moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What is the biggest catastrophe? Qatar or firing Gunnar Soros as a billion-dollar <laughs> enterprise? What is more shameful? Well, before we get into it, we do have another see you again. Mm. We do have another see you again. We're going to go ahead and hit those keys. Don't hassle the Hoff. I was always growing up to learn. But it was time to hassle the huddle mm. out the door and back to Austria. Patrick, a man, can only withstand so many 9-0 beatdowns in his career, but it turns out it was not the results, but the measure of the man himself who could just not keep going. It was unsustainable. I like to think of him as a parallel to Jurgen Klopp. Uh, he showed up with so much enthusiasm, never apologized for a, an odd breaking of wind in the locker room. Uh, one too many wine and cheese nights at his local Southampton apartment. These things do stack up both on and off the pitch. And he did not end up getting the results that would have kept him in the job. So it is now that we bid adieu to Ralph into the, the ether that has captured other fan favorites such as Bruno Lage. And Bruno Lage. Well said. Ralph, Huddle Hassan, Hassan Huddle. Served some time at RB Leipzig before making his way over to Southampton. Managed them for four and a half years, James. And like you said, took some drubbings, but also played some pretty inspiring football at times. The famous stop the count tweet as they sat top of the table in late 2020. Peak fan moment. But then, alas, all good things must come to an end. A team that seemed to lose its identity a little bit this season, James. And then Ralph at the end, of course. Said he was out of ideas. Um, you just you can't you can't say that in the media and expect to keep your job. Uh, those are behind closed doors conversations, and maybe we work yeah. on something. When you start yeah. getting the, how are you going to turn this team around, Ralph? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll that, see. Yeah, it's good. that's 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 a good sign. It's something gotta, to answer for. He's got a buyout in his contract. Well, Patrick, if you thought Hassan Huddle was uh, south of Welming. He's getting replaced by a man named Nathan Jones, who in his introductory mm. interview called himself a skinny, rat-faced Welsh boy. He said that. He sure did. He sure did. And he went on to say, 
the lure of what Sport Republic wants to build here, Sport Republic, the ownership group of Southampton, is a lot parallel to the metrics over at Luton Town, who are middling championship side, which is where Nathan Jones was before. This is my quick desk research, Patrick. It's not that inspiring for a team that currently sit 19th in the relegation zone. They got some time to get it sorted in the fact that they got the break. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of another good thing that they got going for them. But I think that's it. They, Shea uh, Adams isn't horrible, maybe. Yeah. James Ward-Prowse will be there for the coach to work with. Sure. They have a, a nice young set of players coming through. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's that Who's that hyphenated name defender? Mm, Ainsley Maitland-Niles. No. <laughs> well, you can't set me up like that and then... <laughs> it's, it's not wrong. He's not from Germany, but... No, uh, oh. New Orleans Saints. We'll, we'll, we'll circle back on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you put Nathan Jones on a three-and-a-half-year contract, I think you're looking at consolidation. Bella Kotchap. That was the one. Mm-hmm. Bella Kotchap, Lavia. These are young players that are coming in. So I'm seeing... Patrick, I'm putting the Saints at the bottom of my uh, high hopes category for staying up in the Premier League this year. Interesting side, James. Real interesting side. One of, one of, of course, two teams in the league this year to take points off Arsenal, but also 19th right. in the league. It's just, I still rate them, oddly, but I kind of rated the, uh, you know, the whole being greater than the sum of its parts all those years with Southampton. And I think I, I, I chalked a lot of that up to, to the man on the touchline. And I know he hasn't been there in a while, but I still kind of just associate their success with Danny Ings. Sure. And since then, it's just sure. it's not that. Yeah, but they got the win at Stanford Bridge earlier this year, did they not? They've had some... They've, it's know, it's like one team. of those things where you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys, and you're like, oh, this is an amazing defensive team. And they're like the worst in the league in defense. Yeah, so I guess they won against Burnmouth. Yeah, they beat Chelsea. That was a big win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just not good. Was that Potterino's first game? It must have been. Or it was close by. Yeah. Yeah, no. I guess they didn't win at the bridge. Tuchel days. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But in any case, I don't necessarily have high hopes for them turning this thing around. I I feel like they've hired a manager in November preparing for life in the championship. On a, on a strange three-and-a-half-year contract for a man we've never heard of before. In times when Wolves, who are sitting right beneath them, have just brought in a former coach of Spain and Real Madrid. Let's put it in perspective. Right. It, but it, it feels like every time we meet... There's a, a, a reshuffling of the relegation battle. Everything is still so, so very tight. Uh, you know, safety and uh, ninth place are separated by six points. Yeah. So it is, I, there's a lot left to be played here. I think, I wonder with the, the fixture congestion and the World Cup, if we're going to have a, you know, eight teams in the relegation battle with, you know, 10 games to yeah. play, what have you this year, where, you know, maybe it's less solidified than it's been in years past because there's I, a lot of teams sitting here. I agree. I, I feel ready to declare the title race and who's in it. The results might shock you. Please do. I feel ready to declare who's in a battle for top four. I am not ready to declare who's in a relegation battle. It's muddy. No. It's, it's very muddy right now. And there's a lot of teams that you'd rate to turn things around, but then you get to that math and you have one team in the relegation battle mm-hmm. named Nottingham Forest, and so you're just kind of yeah. left to wonder. You're, you're staring at Frank Lampard in the other dugout. <laughs> Wondering if that's a rabbit up his shirt or just Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> He's going to be eating good over the break, James. No cameras on him. 
He'll so that's that old expression, right? Pulling a rabbit out of the shirt. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Rabbit, hamster, rat boy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, we do wish Ralph the best. I'm not sure when we're going to see him again. I have faith he'll be in some European team. Unlike Bruno Lodge, who might just be vanquished in the nether realm. But bit him adieu. And Patrick, let's move on to the smash news of the day. Ronaldo may never play for Manchester United again. I would I would suspect that is the case. The when you sit down with Piers Morgan right before you go off to the World Cup for Arsenal, a tell all. Arsenal fan Piers Morgan. Right. He knows what he's doing here. Oh, he's balancing the books. Yes. He's balancing the books. Folks, uh, mere minutes before we got on to record, it broke. Ronaldo's interview with Piers Morgan went absolutely scorched earth on the organization, some of which is valid. Questioning the organizational structure, he said they didn't change. He started with jacuzzi, like that was the top priority. He's like, they didn't change the jacuzzi since I was there when I was 20 years old. (laughs) And then he got into other things like... Uh, the training pitches, the facilities, etc. Didn't change the chefs, although they're nice people. <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. Sh- shots fired. Yeah, so we went there. I th- I th- that was him dialing it back in real time. That's an unnecessary stray. Oh, we're going to get into <laughs> unnecessary strays, Patrick. <laughs> but he goes from organizational structure into Rangnick's coaching credentials, which, which again, like, pundits and journalists alike have all been doing that. So it's nothing new. These are things that we know are problems with Manchester United. Uh, And then he gets into some, let's call it, point of no return territory, which is, I don't respect Ten Hag because he does not have respect for me. Uh, He he feels like he's been slowly forced out of the club, Mm. which, again, I think it, you know, context in a vacuum, he was looking for a move away. It's kind of what came first, the chicken or the egg. And in his mind, he felt pushed to that point. Others would probably argue he, the second they found out they weren't in the Champions League, he just went a knocking and yeah. did not get any interest. Sure. Uh, it devolved from there. Somehow Wayne Rooney got brought up, and he had this to say. I don't know why he criticizes me so badly. Probably because he finished his career and I'm still playing at a high level. I'm not going to say that I'm looking better too, but this is true. <laughs> It's uh, some Kanye. Yeah. That's some Kanye logic right there. Yeah. What is it about 2022? There's something in the water with people just uh, burning bridges. I think 2020 made everyone realize their own mortality in a way that you never want to leave things left unsaid. Right. Oh, yeah. He's not leaving anything yeah. unsaid. All out there. Um, I think he's making a... You have to imagine from his side of things, he's making a very bold play at getting bought out of his contract. Like right. That's got to be the angle here. I mean, the, 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 there's no way... Yeah, you're right. Ten Hag is not a rangnick. You're not going to win that battle. No, and you can't... You, you know when you're firing that shot that directly yeah. at the boss. Yeah. This is the nuke. You're doing... Yeah, you're... And, and let's, let's be honest, right? There's... He... You know, I'm not saying he's done this in a positive way for Manchester United by waiting until hours after the... Uh, <laughs> the Good last win at Fulham today, boys. Yeah, right. You know, so he's, he's letting this news break... While everyone's asleep um, after a after a win at Fulham, yeah, but he's he's doing it in a way that you know I don't think it's really gonna. You're, you're you're giving them time to like set the new stage. Again, he must feel like he's out of options behind the scenes, which 
I don't know how this helps, but yes, this, it has to be a buyout of the contract because you're no one's going to transfer him. They no. couldn't find a transfer in the window no. when it was suitable. Well, also, we are seeing how an ego reacts to such a confidence blow over the summer of no club wanting you. Obviously, there's mitigating factors whether you can afford Ronaldo, but the facts are the facts. Nobody came in for him. Right. And that's got to make you feel some type of way. You know, Ronaldo built his career on unwavering, unshatterable confidence. But I think we've seen through his play and now things that he's saying publicly that it's taken a hit. Yeah. It's taken a hit in a bad way. And Father Time's undefeated, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's he's passed it to the point where he can't play anymore. But this is a, it's it's been tough to watch him this season, as yep. it was tough to watch Messi last season. Right. If we're honest, right? Watching right. Messi at PSG struggle to score. After was, realizing he had to leave his one true love club. Right, right. That took a while to come around to. Yeah, so I wonder I wonder what is next for Ronaldo after what is what is surely Surely his last World Cup. You would you would have to think. Yeah. You'd have to think. But is he done? Well But if he I mean Ronaldo on hundred hundred K a week, he's got a lot of suitors. So like where like can he check his own ego and say, I just want to play and I want to play at a high level, I'm gonna make it work because I'm damn near a billionaire, or does he continue to let his ego get in the way, force himself onto those wages, and then put himself in a position where from a PR standpoint, from a from a just outside of the field standpoint, yeah, he's ra- you're 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 raising a lot of questions. Yeah. Why do you want to work with him? It's uh, where does he go? It's tough to understand. The interesting thing about all of this, as we said, is timing. What kind of World Cup is he going to go have? You know, I, I think still see him having a great one. To be you honest, could still for how terrible he's been at United this season because he has been a disaster. You still have that feeling of him going to the World Cup. And putting on a hell of a display. Uh, yeah, Ghana, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea, those aren't easy outfits. Sure, sure. No easy games in international football, is that what they say? I think so. Mm-hmm. Until you play Patrick, Cyprus. Uh, the Glazers have a beautiful knack of taking something that you love and making you over time start to despise it. Let's revisit uh, the scenes at Watford last uh, last year when mm. Ollie was in tears going over to the United fans, getting the fuck off wanker <laughs> to like a like a, a unified cult hero, club legend. It got that sour yeah. that we saw someone we love get broken down and you end up despising him because you realize he's not that good of a coach and it's time to say goodbye. Right. Now it's 2.0 with Ronaldo where I'd be lying if I said, I, I looked at him the same way before he came to the club, or even last year. There's always going to be the part that like he delivered a lot of my childhood, but now I'm like, you're not helping your cause here, dude. Right. There, there are like hardened QAnon level fanatic like Ronaldo stands who are never gonna never leave move. his side. But he's lost all rational United fans, I'd say at this point, um, and it's sad. And actually, mm-hmm. I've I've had a you know, however, however long to, to kind of process this. I think the saddest thing about all of this, he's calling out the bad decisions that the board made, but he doesn't have the wherewithal to recognize that he was a bad decision that the board made, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Right. And I think that's the saddest Greek tragedy in all of this. You know what like, the, the, yeah. It would have even been, it's interesting now to think, right? If he goes to Manchester City, 
one, do they even get Holland? And two, do they even win the league? Well, last what, year they would have. It's a great point. What would that City team have looked like? It must have been detrimental. You would have thought. It would have been so wholly detrimental. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think that the United are on such a trajectory with Ten Hag right now. And I think that they're foundationally and culturally building something that is going to last. Certainly longer than any of his predecessors had anything built to, to last. And so I think that this will be a mere blip in the Ronaldo United legacy, provided that his departure here is to Manchester United's benefit. And then in you know, two years' time, if you're competing for the league... It's just a thing of the past, and you remember the good days, and then United are kind of on this right. trajectory, and right. he's just kind of bucketed into that era, that There's secondary a bit of that. era. Yeah. There's a bit of that with, with Rooney, you know, when he when he demanded his transfer, ended up staying with United for much, much longer, and now we've come back to sort of see him more, more favorably, but there is still that small pocket of United fans who are never going to put him on the level of a, a Cantona, a Beckham... Uh, trying to think of another great example right now but like a, a Rio or a Vidic because of those things mm. so weird times yeah but big win today yeah yeah <laughs> it would have been because um, I feel like you could still enter this and be like whatever that's weird but we're vibing you know if you don't get the result at Fulham or if you don't get that late goal from Garnacho, this is going to hit a little harder for a lot longer but you're on the you're on the ascendancy a bit I it's funny. I was going to come onto this pod. I don't know if the, I don't know if it would have been this pod or the next one, and talk about Ronaldo needing to leave in January, and just as and, a, and here you and here just you as have an it. idea. Yeah. And here you have it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Patrick, should we move on? Talk we about shall. some other clubs. Maybe a club you're familiar with. Sure. What, what, Arsenal Football Club. Oh, sure, that one. Yeah, yeah. why not? You are what your record says, Patrick. We are top of the league. We are top of the league. And I got to say, the record says title race. It has to, doesn't it? 14 games, 12 wins. The one absent-minded draw at Southampton, and then the loss at Old Trafford, which is hard for you know anyone to come and play a good game at. So That's fair. Don't take any disrespect from that. No, I won't. Yeah. Surely I won't. Yeah. Y'all, y'all did what, uh, what Rude couldn't do and, and kept us... Kept us from being invincible for a second time, so fair play to you. Less draws this go about, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have the you don't have the burden of the invincibles on this season. No, you just want to shake it early. You want yeah. to shake it early. Yeah. Now we just dubs. go for the ship. Yeah, just refocus. Um, Respect is due. It's it's remarkable, and thank you, James, because mm-hmm. they absolutely are. Are we getting excited? It's the crazy thoughts are getting harder and harder to push down, and I've got a lot of time to let them stew. Statistically speaking. You're in quote unquote pole position. Yes, yes, and I think that the the thing that is, you know, I think every uh, Arsenal fan is cautious about, and every rival fan is just you know grinning ear to ear, is that Arsenal are claiming all of these you know best record at this point. Everyone, like, you only win the league, uh, but <laughs> you don't have to win it against Pep City in a lot of those other situations. And Arsenal have tough fixtures, obviously ahead, uh, but yeah, we're buzzing. We're absolutely buzzing, and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful now that the club takes a proper shot in January. Yeah. That they they reinforce, I would say, two key key positions with another proper first team attacker, wherever that might be, across the front line. Uh, probably somebody that can play a couple 
different positions there, and then uh, a midfielder as well. My main question was going to be how much this now changes what might have been your January strategy before. Has there has been any, Has there been any inclination from Arteta or the board? Yeah, it, it's, you know, there's the... Because you probably don't want to talk about the title race. Like, Arsenal's probably in that boat where it's like, Duck forward. We focus on that, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, and I, I mean, I think for for all of it, right? I think that Arteta's got the boys completely focused on every task at hand. You mm-hmm. know, they look they look very up for every ta- every challenge, playing some brilliant football at that. They can play the composed version. They can grit it out. They can beat down onto people, defending really well. I think Ramsdale is at least joint first in in clean sheets. Arsenal have seven clean sheets of the, of those fourteen. So. Everything's working. You, you you hope that nobody gets injured, obviously, at the World Cup, that you can pick up form quickly yeah. because you're going to have fixtures coming hard and fast. You're right back into it. Right back into it. And so that's that's the only thing here. But there's it's hard to ask for more out of what Arsenal have given. And the only the, 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 the thing that we have to remember here, Arsenal – I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to hide behind this, James. I think they're very much in the legitimate title race. I don't think that there's any – It would be foolish not to think that. There's still 24 games left to be played. Yeah. Two against Manchester are, City. It's deceiving. Yeah. The Queen dying, the World Cup. Lots of weird mumbo-jumbo happening this season. Right. Um, I'm not going to call it an asterisk year. That's We're saving that for, for Liverpool. But... <laughs> Uh, I wanted to, yeah, we talked about the transfer window. Something I wanted to mention when I was watching the Wolves game yesterday, in my mind, my initial reaction to how easy it felt was like, oh, fucking Wolves just rolling over and like not much of a contest. I was hoping for a better contest. I went back and thought through Arsenal's games and I'm like, you can only say that so many times until the conclusion you have to draw is like they've just dispatched teams. And I think the best credit I can give right now is Leeds is probably the only game where you got more than you maybe deserved. That yeah, I think that's fair. At, right? And and I, I look at United in comparison, like Fulham, we've had plenty of games. Our goal difference is zero. We'd have we've we've had plenty <laughs> of games where we've like it, the, the game's been equal and we've snuck out the win. Right. Arsenal, I feel like Leeds is the only comparison. Or you've drawn or lost. Right. But all the wins felt like true wins. So, yeah. yeah. No, it, I'm, I'm looking to January because I think that this, as Arsenal are a fragile team in that, you know, Saka, Martinelli, and, and Jesus have started every game in the league And together. you saw what the Carabao Cup team yes. did. The, the, second, the second unit is not It's yet. staring you in the face. Right. Uh, and who knows if, you know, hopefully Smith Rowe's on his way back, but he hasn't really been a, fixed, a part of this. Fabio Vieira looks serviceable, but I I think you need a little bit more in the midfield. They seem to have some thoughts to be going after. I think it's Danilo uh, in the the window. Tielemans they're looking for in the summer. But I'm really looking is, can you get uh, somebody that's a little bit more dynamic up front to really push Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli out of the side. Like I'm thinking of like a Rafael Liao or somebody like that. Do you go... Or you want or genuine a, competition, not just backup. Right, or do you go and just get you know an Ivan Tony or somebody like that where it's Is not... Is Pepe sold or on loan? He's on loan, and he's not doing well. Understood. <laughs> not doing well. Uh, Flo Balogun, though, he's doing pretty well uh-huh. over there. No, so I, I, that's, that's what I look to because I think that that's the... City's not going to slow their pace. 
I was thinking in my brain, who's that kid you have on loan, Rick Pitino? He's actually killing it at Blackpool. Charlie <laughs> Pitino. Uh, they're, they're, the fans want to keep him, which is a good sign, uh-huh. always. So. Yeah. But they will. They'll keep him. He's not going to obviously be a difference maker in a title race. So the second year in a row, Arsenal are ahead of schedule in their growth and yeah. development. And I think that they have certainly learned from last year in terms of some of those inconsistencies. They haven't had those. They've had good response to to poor performances this year. And so will they have the medal to fight City off in a title race? Because that's what it is now. And they're going to have a lot of time to think about it. But, you know, I, I... And not that this is a real... This isn't a this isn't a meaningful statistic with 14 games played, but it's technically in City's hands because they play Arsenal twice. Correct, and and vice versa. But like, it's it's interesting. You've got two games against City. Yeah, the first game we play. have against City is at the Emirates, right? And so that that that's a real sign of intent. Oh yeah, I expect. I mean, you remember the oh, game yeah. at the Emirates last year? That game was a proper season. a proper battle as well. Um, yet we have to do Newcastle twice as well. So there's there's plenty of difficult fixtures sure. to come. But I rate Arsenal in any any game in the league it's right on. now. Best so, eleven on best eleven. I really do. I really do. So I'm I'm up for it. I'm excited. I hope they get after it in January and have a go because you didn't think you were going to be here, but you should go for it if have you're you, here. Have you placed the future or any kind of monetary? I always bet? place futures at the beginning of the season for my teams to win the title. Fantastic. And I've never won any money, so this would this would kind of this take, would break a trend. This would take my losses to about you know. <laughs> 10,000 over the years so if I could pull off this one. I think they were like I think they were close to like 2500 yeah. or something, you know. So yes, they should Not have been. Too bad. And I would wonder. I don't I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I would have to say this would from an odds perspective be one of the more unlikely title runs in Premier League history. Sure. Just I I'm, I'm guessing. I have no idea. I'd say since Leicester, it's easy to go to Less, that one. Well, less yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to think outside of that. Since then it's been Chelsea, Liverpool, United. and City. Not United. Well, I'm even going back further. Just like, what, what, who would have been an unlikely winner of the league? Arsenal yeah. were proper unlikely to start this season. Sure. Sure. So. Yeah, real underdog story. Uh, why don't we end it with a little holiday cheer? I wanted this to be a roast of Arsenal. It really turned into a roast of another team. Patrick, teams to be top at Christmas and not win the league. Liverpool last year. Liverpool in 2018-19. Liverpool in 2013-14. Liverpool in 2008-9. This is in order. Oh, the turkey's ready. Speaking of turkeys being ready, Arsenal in 2007-2008. So we eventually got there, but I was like, wow. It's really saying a lot about Liverpool there. Anyway, just something to chew on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going up against Pep City. Difficult endeavor. Difficult endeavor. But A, a little mini-me Dr. Evil complex. Well, hey, they, they've been the one to slip, so... Maybe they're feeling the pressure a little bit themselves. Thank you, Ivan Tony. Yeah, why not? Thank you, why Garrett not? Southgate. Youngest team in the league, so just get get used to it as well. Mm. Buckle up to the, the league. The thread of connection, the butterfly effect. Garrett Southgate not picking Ivan Tony inspired him to go win against City. City dropped points, give Arsenal the lead in the title race, end up winning the title. I expect you to be wearing a waistcoat the entire summer. Ben White banging in, World Cup winner. Sure. Yeah. On a parallel. Still yet to score for Arsenal, so it would only be right. (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty good, aren't we? (laughs) Yeah, we're obviously quite good at football. Patrick, a team I want to quickly touch on, Newcastle. When I talked about, okay, so when we covered Arsenal, I'm ready to declare two-horse race. 
Arsenal City. I don't think I don't think any other team really has the juice to go make a run for it. Top four, Newcastle, firmly without joking in that top four battle. Absolutely. With I'd say four other teams: Tottenham, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. I'll put you in there. I'll put you in there, Chelsea. All duking it out. No disrespect to Brighton. Um, but this Newcastle team, what looked like was set for first season solidifying and consolidation sure. and build some foundations are flying. And they're doing it with Sean Longstaff. And they're doing it with Miggy Almiron, who's on form the best player in the league. Right. <laughs> playing like <laughs> playing like Almiron. Yeah. That means a little, something a little different these yeah. days. Messy wishes. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to give Eddie Howe a little bit of flowers here. Please Did do. not. I thought he was going to be the guy to set up the guy, like a setup guy. Mm, did yeah. you? But now so it seems I, like I'm honest. yeah, seems like he's he's carrying the ship. What do you see for this team, and what are the heights this season? And then yeah, I mean, I think the, the the title race is such an interesting one to call at this point. You know, because I, I as high as I am on Arsenal, I'm not expecting this ratio of points. It would literally be the best in Premier League history to continue the whole year. Right. And so, you know, I look at Newcastle and Tottenham and say, can they get themselves into 90-point seasons? Maybe. Because I think that's what I think mid-90 still is going to be that title. Yeah, but I think you still have to do the gut check with Tottenham's results and the way they've been playing. You're like, Duh. it's either Team of Destiny vibes or they're due for a correction real soon. <laughs> so, so I don't, Tottenham's a tricky one to figure out because they keep pulling things out. Betancourt is just... One of the more clutch dudes in the league right now. Yeah, which is yeah, he's hitting ninety pluses. That's neither that, here nor there. Yeah, we got to we'll, we'll revisit that. But Newcastle very much the real deal, and I think for me it's the you know how they play at the back, how they play structurally. They they put pressure on teams, but Dan Byrne for me is in my my team of the season so far as a defender. Was he six six something like that? Big old forehead doesn't make any sense. Just they're just bucking the trends, winning all the air balls. Kieran Trippier's got the guys running. He's got the experience. Uh, what? Yeah, Pope is a you know one of the one of the best goalkeepers in the league. The and then somehow defense. still yeah. starting Fabian Char is like they haven't decided to replace replace him. But he's he, he's deserving of it. They're getting they're getting very very good wins. They're getting wins against good teams. They're getting results against yeah. good teams. Again, we go back to it, right? Was that Liverpool, uh, you know, extra three minutes? Is there only be unbeaten? Yeah. If not for that. Uh, so, you, another team that I think you just have to give them their flowers. They're deserving to be where they are. I expect them to stay where they are. And given the financial backing that they have, the solidity, like, I, what I'm most surprised against Newcastle, and I guess I just didn't rate their ownership as being anything other than an injection of cash, is how. Measured, they've been with the the squad. I think that's the best way to summarize, right? It. And how they've gotten the you know uh, uh, Bruno Gumars just coming in has been a huge signing for them. Yeah. Uh, but did you ever when when they when they bought the team, right? If I told you they'd be top like top four, we're gonna have Sam Maximin on on the bench a little bit, but let's let's keep Joe Linton and Willock in there and let's right. see how the boys ride. Right, right. It just doesn't make. A lot of sense. So I think Almiron, or not Almiron, rather, uh, Maximin is hurt. But imagine St. Maximin back into the side, fit and healthy. With Unused the way, sub against Chelsea. Yeah, with the way that um, Almiron is playing and Callum Wilson is playing. It's just all these guys are playing. They will have a dip in form at some point. But again, you have to just look at the results in 14, 15 games. They're on 15 games, but 15 games yeah. doesn't lie the way that they've been playing and 
Well, Alron Player of the Month, I believe, in in October it was. Yeah. So remember the way we were talking about. Good. Remember the way we were talking about Newcastle end of last season going into the summer, thinking about the types of signings that they would make. The the superstars that don't quite have a home. These aren't perfect comparisons, but like the Antoine Griezmann, the Ousmane Dembele, the Philippe Coutinho. In what world would you look at this squad and bring in an Antoine Griezmann and kick out Callum Wilson? Like, no one in this squad deserves to get replaced by some halfway superstar no. or fading superstar. No. Like, this is your team to build around. And, you know, what they, I mean, I think they put Trippier on like 12, 15 million a year, something like that. You can go get not the halfway superstar, but, you know, the solid kind of plug and play veteran or. You know, I don't think they're going to go get the out-and-out superstar in the winter, but I think they've... they've if, imagine this continues their Champions League side. They're splashing in the summer. They're not splashing on the halfway guys. They're splashing no. on the real no. sought-after yeah. transfers. There will be a big change of tact if this team gets them over the line. Right. And they're, 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 they're a Champions League threat in terms of winning in the top four. Um, not ready to say they're nailed on for that. I think this is going to be the test of all of these players and Eddie Howe they're going to be in a new ball game, right? The same ball game we saw Arsenal yeah. fall in last year where they get down to it, and just quite frankly, they weren't up for the moment. Like, oh shit, yeah. they, weren't, they weren't ready for that. And so they, they've, they've earned everything, second or, or, or tied for the, the uh, joint, joint best defensive record in the league. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be a tough, a tough outfit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how they get on in the new year. I don't think they got too, too many guys going to the World Cup, so the, they should be able to put in some good work over the – over the winter. Yeah. Get on that training ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, on form, best team in the league. Five wins in a row. Insane. Um, and then you mentioned Dan Byrne. I got to give, I think I got to give Sven Botman the shout there. Team of the team of the league so far. He's doing a job back there. Didn't get picked by Louis Van Hal That's for the insane. Dutch For the Dutch squad. So A few sus little chip selections. A little chip on the old shoulder there. Right. Uh, let's talk about... The stank pile of a team that they brushed aside on Saturday. Just disaster. What is going on at Stamford Bridge? Murmurings of Potter out. Murmurings of Potter out. And like it's it's obviously ridiculous, but it's also Chelsea. Right. It's Chelsea, but in the Bowley era. Like, we're not Abramovich would be itchy finger on the trigger, but I think we gotta settle into a new world order here. Well, he already fired Tuchel. I guess he that's his, this is the first of his guys. Yeah, this is his guy. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, I don't think he'll fire him. How much of this? Okay, let's start with a very simple question. Give me, give me the pie chart. How much of this is Potter mucking it up versus this is the junk pile he's inherited that he has to figure out? I think it's mostly the junk pile. If I'm honest, I think it's mostly the junk pile. And we, you know, let's 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 not look too close before. Um, a nice cold take, Mason Mount falls right off because my guy puts in one good performance every month and then everyone ignores the the, the heaping, the dog poo that he does in all these that other That take games. is akin to Arsenal winning the title at Old Trafford. There's no timing on Mason Mount as trash. It just, it'll, it'll prove itself to be so. It'll come back around. It'll prove itself to be so. And for me, it's, it's, it's something where I look to the team and who do they have that is reliable? Right. Flat out. Reliable. Tiago Silva. I, I, oh, 
I mean, we talked about the Tiago Silva he has complex. A, yeah, he's got he, where he, he just makes up for his own errors, and yeah, that's makes, called spectacular defending. Right, right. But other than, he is he is uh, to me. Yeah, that was a bit defender. of banter. That was a bit of banter. Uh, Koulibaly, I think, as well. But outside of that, it's just everything just seems uninspired from them. Here's what's wrong with this team, and shows how much Potter has to figure out. This team started Armando Broya over Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. Your most recent big dollar signing. I don't even think it's a bad decision either. You're starting. No, no I'm, I'm not saying any of these are necessarily bad decisions. It's just a sign. Lewis Hall, their academy player, is starting in place of presumably where Cucurella would play. Kai Havertz, who's going to lead the line for Germany in the World Cup, is on the bench. Uh, Christian Pulisic on the bench. And you're playing guys who would be considered, I think, Mason Mount's best quality is that he will always give you a 6 or 7 out of 10. Like, he's Mr. Consistency, I think, is his, like... I think he puts in a shift, yeah. But I don't know how much you can ask him to do outside of that. Right. So I'm looking at players like him, Connor Gallagher, Ruben Loftus-Cheek at right wing back, and I think we talked about this with Carl, but it's like, yeah, this starting 11, I don't know what you expect him to do. Right. Yeah, and they seem where I have to put a decent amount of the blame on Potter is he looks a bit clueless. He's doing a different formation every game. Yeah, he's got different players every game. You can't expect to establish any sort of consistency. And so, as far as who's got the biggest job to do this break, I think it's Grant Potter. I think he's got one of the biggest jobs in the league right now to sort this thing out because on paper you've got quality, but there's a complete lack of cohesion. Sure, complete lack of cohesion. They seem to be completely void of purpose. The, the most fight that they've shown in each of their last two games has been in a literal fight at the end of the game when they realize they're just not good enough to do anything. So they just start scrapping with the other team. Yeah. It's all that they've got. It's just a, And when a team does that, it tells me they're clueless. It tells me they're frustrated. They just don't, they don't know what else to do, so they lash out. Right. And again, I, don't, I, I think that there's quality within this team that he can work with. And, and it, is, it, is it like you need Reese James? In order for this team to do anything, is he that big of a catalyst? And if any one player is that big of a catalyst, you've got problems. Sure. Yeah, over-reliance on one player. You see it in a series of teams. Right. But he does unlock them in a way that I think really, really can open. And he, he was he was fringe getting back in time for the World Cup, so he should be back come Boxing Day. Yeah. So I, I would expect... Uh, I would expect them to build... They have been a team built on wingbacks for quite a while. Right. Yeah. Right. Um... It's funny you mentioned it, Potter, you know, limping into the barn going into this World Cup. This game was really the two ends of the spectrum bowl. Newcastle probably never wanted the break to happen. And Chelsea's like, thank God, we got to go figure some shit out. Yeah, they needed this break. And especially yeah. what were their last three games? Arsenal, City in the Cup, and then Newcastle. So they just needed... Yeah. They were limping in and needed to get it. They're getting pummeled and, and Herb is just saying, show me something. Right. And they get out. Yeah. They get out to the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> Uh, all right, quick touch on Aston Villa. United got good evening, pretty hard. You know, we're reversing two match weeks, but it, it's worthy of note. Emery's back, and he's looking impressive. We got a measure of revenge in Carabao Cup, but like, just a good coach. The sign of being able to come in, you've got two days or whatever to put together a game plan. It's like, hey, we're going 4-4 fucking 2. Shout out Sam Allardyce. Mm-hmm. And here's how you exploit this other system. And it's not fancy. This is just how you do it. Uh, and then I'm really glad as a United fan they ended up 
going on to beat Brighton as well. Because I think one of my least favorite things in football is when a team really gets up to play United and then go and draw like Nottingham Forest the next week. Right. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Or United were just that easy to beat. It's another way to look at it, James. We'll, There's two ways to look at we'll it. We'll confront our demons on a different show. I think teams get up most for Man United than any other team in the league. They get up least for Arsenal. Yeah. That helps you sleep. That's yeah, fine. You're, you're, you're finishing my takes. Yeah, I mean, we just worked together for that long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Arsenal, there's a conspiracy. They're just letting them sleepwalk to the title. And I will get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I will say. It's a fluke. I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed with the officiating this year. We've been getting some good ones. We've been getting some good calls. Yeah. Cards are staying in pockets. VAR's not going against us. Good teams get calls. You need luck and skill to win a title. Yeah, yeah. That's fact. You need luck. And Arsenal have been lucky. Right. But they also have skill. Right. See? Fairness. Anyway, we were talking about Villa. <laughs> uh, shooting up the table already. Six points gets you a lot when you're in the bottom of the bottom half of the table. Already sitting 12th. Now it's about where they go from here. Danny Ings with a brace. Leon Bailey fucking came alive, dude. Yeah. I mean, he was quality over at Leverkusen. or where, I think that's where he was before. And so... This is a team that we've talked about ad nauseum, the amount of money that they've put into this team, the ambitions that this team has. Yeah. There was absolute quality on the side, and now there's quality on the touchline, where it really wasn't there before. Shout out Big Steve. Just not there. But Rangers, though. Sure. Go back and do it again. Good luck. Just not, Watch those teams try and perform in the Champions League. That tells you a lot about the standard up there. But yeah, I mean, you look at you look at this side. It's a it's a it's a good side. This is a good solid mid table Premier League side that could maybe th- th- there's going to be chaos in the middle of the table. I yeah. think that they could their ceiling for me with Emery is is putting some pressure on the Europa League spot. You know, which will probably yeah six seventh in there. I, oh, think I mean, you know, he's salivating about the chance of a Euro League run. Oh my goodness! Yeah. But it, you know, maybe he even gets in with a conference league, adds that to the mantle, and then just goes up through the cups. I need to take it back. And watch this, yeah, watch this team in the in the FA Cup. Mm. Interesting one, that. Okay, okay, and then they Patrick. did just lose the Carabao Cup. They did, correct. Leicester, Leicester City. What a bounce! They got this bounce before the World Cup break, before the January transfer window. So it was things that Rogers just. Fixed on the training ground, which I guess is what a coach gets paid for. Yeah, I, four wins out of the last five, and the resurgence of Madison and, and Harvey Barnes to boot. You have to think that he just came into the dressing room one day and just said, "Guys, look, we're trying to get fired for a month." They made it clear to me it's not going to happen. We're in this thing together. Yeah. No one's getting transferred. Sorry, I'm not getting fired. Yeah, we're not bringing anybody in in January. Um, I really don't want to have to go down to the championship. So please, guys, can we just get this thing sorted? And I, I it was in disarray. Uh, but I kind of there was enough quality here. Always rated Always them was. to get out. Um, same thing with West Ham. I rate them to be the next team that we talk yeah. about to get to make a, a surge up. But James, five wins in this in this uh, in this season four, like you said, in their last five games. Uh, I'm happy for them. I don't want them going down. Leicester love, City are an institution after they won the league for me. Agree. Love having them in the league. Uh, Patrick, I've had to be on my toes on Twitter lately. I don't know what blue check means anymore. I don't oh, wow. know. I don't know what source is which. But yesterday I did a big old eye rub because I saw Danny Ward tied for the most clean sheets in the Premier League. And I was like, come again? I can't now? be true. 
It it was true. He had six. Oh, until Henderson. And then Nick Pope, Pope got seven. And Ramsdale got the seven. So this weekend, there was a time where Danny Ward was tied for the most clean sheets in the Premier League. I don't think Arsenal win that game against Leicester without Danny Ward. Really don't. Got Talk about rub like the green. Two goals. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's, that's blowing my mind. Yeah, I know. Amazing. Their goal scored record is actually pretty good. They've always put on a show. Yeah. That much was clear. Wow, we have the same goal difference as Leicester City. Yeah, and Chelsea. Goose egg and goose egg. Goose egg and right, right where we want them. God, y'all only scored 20 goals? Well, Chelsea's only 17. Mm-hmm. Big oof. Yep. We're not scoring a ton of goals. Uh, refer back to the Ronaldo interview. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some seggies, why don't we? Men of culture. We are the men of culture. Men of culture. Hombres de cultura. Ooh, that's cultural. Patrick, we're going to follow up this podcast pretty quickly hereafter with some of your favorites. Bringing them back, we're going to talk World Cup. There's a little thing called the World Cup in Qatar happening, and there is nothing more to say about that. No. It's just happening, and footballers are going to ball, and someone will win it, and then we'll move on to the next one. Thanksgiving football has a different... A different tune this year, James. And it sounds like, no! Gonna be some fights for the TV. Prem de la Prem. Are we separating the art from the artist? Or should I say laborers? Well, we kind of always do, don't we? Right? That's that's the world we live in, for better yeah. or worse. But this is, yeah, it's pretty pretty abhorrent. When Seth Blatter comes out and says, hey, we never should have given it to Qatar, you know. Right. You know, now that he's already out of the line of fire. Right. It's yeah. pretty bad when Set Blatter starts to take a moral yeah. high ground on his own actions. Correct. When, uh, when he's done something so bad that he feels the need to publicly apologize, yeah. you know that it's just not right. And then Infantino comes in and takes up the mantle of, what if Shut Up and Dribble got turned into a full letter? <laughs> and put that out there. <laughs> he's like, this is my magnum opus. Look, it's going to be... It's going to be something that I think is... The beauty of football is different perspectives. <laughs> I suppose, James. Um, it's still going to be a spectacle. Everyone's going to tune in. Don't tell me you won't. When, right. you know, right. as much shit as I'll talk about Greg Berhalter, as soon as... As soon as, as, soon the, as you the hear red, the Star Spangle. Yeah, I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up and I'm screaming. I'm Belly in, full of turkey. Oh, man. And then, you know, I'm, and I'm up for it. I'm up for it the day after Thanksgiving. It's uh, well, I guess that wasn't the Thanksgiving battle. More, I was thinking the Revolutionary War. But yeah, we're going right yeah. back. Now you're thinking back at it. Indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we shared a cornucopia of feasts before, or after the smallpox rugs. Before the genocide, yeah, it was probably before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want that one back as a country. So anyway, Patrick, the way this is going to go down is we're going to do a follow-up pod. We're going to get some of your favorite Prem heads on here to talk about predictions. We're talking who's going through the group, who's going all the way. Uh, unsung hero, unexpected dumpster. That's going to be a fun one. Expected dumpsters as well would be nice. And expected dumpster. Like, what looks like a bad team and is going to prove to be a bad team. <laughs> That's like the ice chest version of, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of the pod. Anyway, we're not going to touch on it too much this episode, but... Quick nod to some players that got taken or didn't get taken that surprised you. Thinking thinking England team first. England team first. Honestly, it's hard for me to say there were 
true snubs on the England team. I think that there's a lot of people that are right. really in form. And for better or worse, Southgate we know is never going to leave his boys at home. Right. And so the people that should well, have been Harry probably... Harry Maguire was never questioned. Harry Maguire was always in that side. Uh, Jordan Henderson was always in that side. Connor Gallagher is a little bit of... Is probably the one where I question the most his inclusion. But I also think he's the 26th man on that bench. Right. It's, it's like hard the, to get the, really like, upset. Who cares? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to get really upset there. Uh, so, no, I, I think when you, you look at who needed to be in there, they're all there. And I'm not here to have an argument about who doesn't get to sub on for Harry Kane. Right. So, it can be Callum Wilson, it can be Ivan Tony. Right. Enjoy the plane ride. Yeah. Um, I don't think another striker, out and out striker, is going to see the field. No, he's never taken him off. Never taken him off because... And we're not going to switch formation to two strikers, so who cares? No, just not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> Down 1-0 in the 115th minute. Let's let's do a like for like. Let's take on... Uh, let's take off... That's right. why it should have been Ivan Tony in my mind, because the only way another striker is getting out of the field, because Southgate know. is not tactically adept, it's right before a penalty kick. Mm. And maybe you take the penalty kick specialist and not a young Bukayo Saka. And, should and have stick taken... If that was the case, you should take Maitland Niles. Right. He's got the coolest. <laughs> Maitland Niles put him on the plane. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see, his, uh, he, he just put one home in the Carabao Cup yeah. yet again. He's, he's never yeah. missed a pen in, well, in professional football. To, to draw a corollary to Maitland Niles, I feel like the only other player who, when was not selected, got equal or less fanfare or discussion, Jin Sancho, the 73 million man. Not even an argument. No, should not even Not even from United fans. Just, yep. Not on the plane, right. which is tough. And it's nice to see Rashford fight his way back in. As, yeah, as a, and as deserves it on form. And he's, I, 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 there's a genuine a argument. Spot, to be honest. Genuine argument he deserves to start. I don't think it's going to happen. But, but the formation. We'll see. We'll get into it in more detail, but how are you lining him up formation-wise? you think it's going to be the five at the back? For, uh, for, for tough games. Five at the back for tough games. Iran... I think we're doing a four-three-three. You have to try to break them down. I think we're yeah. doing a four-three-three. Yeah. You can, you can, you can play. You can play ten at the back. Yeah. Dumbass USA is going to run them, run right off the field. You'll yeah. be able to counter. Quick one on USA. Uh, the only talk to me about shocks. There, I saw a lot of people up in arms over Pepe not going. I saw a lot of people up in arms about Zach Steffen. Yeah. Who again? I don't really care about a backup goalkeeper. If it's what he, he lost, because Matt spot. Turner's that guy. I, don't I know saw a clanger of a clip of him going around. Oh yeah, the uh, oh boy, the not top ten in college. Yeah, he almost quit, but no, shows his perseverance. Made it all the way to the Arsenal. Uh, for Team USA, yeah, there's a couple guys carrying injuries, isn't it? Right, it's um, Pepe who's carrying a bit of an injury. P folk where people wanted him, but I think all all the guys that you wanted there, a guy that I was really looking to see, which I hope he gets minutes, uh, Luca del to- De La Torre. Uh, he's most impressive for me in that holding role. I really hope that they will play a double pivot, like a proper proper double pivot with him and uh, what's his face? McKinney? Um, no, with Adams because Adams actually plays defense. McKinney and uh, Musa, as good as they are, are going to bomb forward. Got it. So. Leaves you a little bit vulnerable for only Tyler Adams to to sort out, as we saw it didn't do too good against Terry Kane this weekend. Uh, so don't want to run <laughs> a little that taster. Back. <laughs> don't really want to run that back. So no real surprises for me. Surprises for me. Uh, Spain is the biggest head scratcher, leaving out arguably one of the best informed goalkeepers in the world right now. In David, tell Dehan. me there's not an axe to grind in there. And Tiago, who seems to be one of the only redeeming characteristics in the uh, the Liverpool side right now. 
Sergio Ramos left out with all of his experience. And then you say, okay, well, let's see who they've got in the side. Yeah. And then the head scratching becomes very, very real with the likes of Eric Garcia, who was deemed not good enough for City, uh, such that he is proven to be not good enough for Barcelona. I can only imagine soon we'll find that he is not good enough for Valencia before finding out to an undeniable certainty that he's just not good enough at all as a professional footballer. That squad selection just smelled vengeful. It did. It was like, oh, uh, Robert Sanchez, come on in. Brighton's number one. Right. No disrespect, I think he's a good keeper. But... No, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I think he just hates De Gea for the 2018 World Cup. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. And I think the theme for me is less about, uh, you know, that, that, that's the only clangor of a side in terms of exclusions mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Uh, the theme that t- to me is just the, it's, it's all over the news, is the proximity to really highly competitive games and a World Cup starting where you're seeing really important players miss out on... And if we're honest, right, it could be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Four years is a mile, like a long time away, right, for somebody like Reese James. Yeah. I'd expect him to be at the top of his game, but how easy is it to get in the England side? It's not easy, yeah. especially at right back, right? Who knows? Who knows how things progress? And and that's just the shame of it where we're going to lose out on some of these really good players. And I don't think it really had much in the way of kind of implications for the league. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, every everybody this weekend that went down, especially that you knew was already in the side, just held your breath a little bit longer. And you also think about there there's there's squads like Brazil where it's like this is just an example. Anthony goes down. It's like, all right, well whatever. Vinny, Rodrigo, Martinelli, pick your poison, right. Charleston, step right up. Countries like South Korea, when Hyungman Son goes down, uh, Senegal, Sadio Mane, also in the Newcastle Chelsea game, when Koulibaly went down. That entire country must have just been like, mm-hmm. bro, there goes everything. Right. The two by far and away best players on that team. So, weird year. Weird Quite. year. Quite. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, you know, World Cup and especially international competitions can do a number of things for form. They can obviously do some things for injury, team form, and individual form. And right before a window, people love, love to overpay. For a World Cup superstar. Shout out Hamas Rodriguez. Who's it going to be this year? I think it's Rafael Leal. I think the guy's going to show up big for Portugal. Okay. And it's my surprise. My surprise winner transfer. Of AC Milan. Of AC Milan. Yeah. My surprise winner transfer is Arsenal in for Rafael Leal. Okay. In a big, big way. Because he can play both wing positions. He can play centrally. So he would rotate nicely with the group that they have there. Uh, That's. I think he's going to be really, really big. Uh, And I don't really see... You know, I look at, you know, look at a lot of these big sides. Uh, who's the kid for for Bayern? The German kid, Musiala. Yeah, I think he could have a really, really big year. But he's uh, already at the club that would. Show right, him. he's a, yeah, he's already at the club. Same thing with like the Pedris, the Gavis, yeah, those right. those types. Uh, so I don't really know that there's there's going to be that big big splurge. Well, the beauty but, is we don't know who it is. Right, they are, as of now, unemerged. Correct, correct. All right, more to come on the World Cup next time around. Surely, for now, freak of the week. Creme de la Prems. Freak of the Week. Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. The Freak of the Week. It's the Freak of the Week. Wow, what a freak. Uh, Patrick, I got Alex Awobi, Everton. Something about that jersey is just stinking extra hard right now. And he had the wherewithal to, after a hard-earned 2-0 loss... Chuck his jersey into the crowd as a sign of what I have to imagine was goodwill 
like, we'll try harder next time. Here's my jersey. Yeah, return to sender. That thing got thrown right back onto the pitch. And it's caused a ruckus between players and fans. Which I think is the most unsavory kind of fight. Yes. When the players are fighting the away fans. Their own fans, to be clear. Yeah, and the jersey, I mean, that's yeah meant to be a good thing. And he's been a, a solid player for him this year. Solid player in the league as well. So, tough. But, yeah, that's um, Everton probably go to Bournemouth thinking, hey, this is one of the away days where we can get something out of this. Three and just get walloped. Yeah, wow. Well, they got, they got their ass beat. Yeah. They got their ass beat. And not good. The team is slipping a little again. I thought they were on some high vibes. Pickford made an error. Mm. Yeah. I remember. It's all oh, the highlights are coming back to me now. The game before the World Cup, Pickford makes a little spillage. So just have him thinking. Yep. Have him thinking. <laughs> just have him thinking. Just that old Ramsdale on the bench. I mean, who are we kidding? It's Pickford, gonna... Pickford's not going anywhere. No. Even if he makes errors at the World Cup. Right. The only way that Pickford go like gets removed is if England go through having conceded two goals every game, completely on his fault, and then Southgate can't actually choose between Pope and Ramsdale, so he actually he's gonna stick with Pickford. <laughs> a decision could not be reached. Anyway, that's my freak of the week. My freak of the week, James. Uh, let's go to Robert Jones. And Petulant Chelsea is getting the shout-out here. Uh, because they kept bitching and moaning to him throughout that game. He squared up. Remind people who Robert Jones is? He was the referee for the I game. I see. Uh, squared up and shoved P- Christian Pulisic square in the chest. Pulisic turns around and looks for somebody to, to support here. But that's the guy that would would be doing the arbitration there. He just wasn't having it. I don't know if that was just a big dog England over USA flex early or what it was. but The that battle was, lines were drawn. Yeah, unacceptable out of the referee. Uh, but Pulisic, you got to be tougher there. you got to go back with a headbutt. Just force the hand. Alpha him back. You're Pressure. not winning the game anyway. Pressure makes diamonds. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and so on and so forth. Beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. James, I'm going with Burnmouth. Just as a collective. As a collective and the fact that I think we're getting our favorite back. It's in the news. Bielsa is the favorite to be the Burnmouth new manager because they have not appointed a real one. And Burnmouth were, you know, they fired whoever their first guy was. I'm forgetting his name already. Early, early in the season. Scott Parker. They had a little bit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the championship. I forgot. I honestly forgot it was him. Fair enough. He was only there three games. Yeah. And they're just like, this isn't the it level. was an early exit. Go back to the other level. That's your level. Uh, but in any case, they've, they've, they've found themselves in relative safety. They seem to be somewhat of an exciting team. You never know what you're going to get out of them. And I think you inject Bielsa Ball into this side. They're going to stay up. They're going to get a proper bounce. And they're going to be... Because Bielsa's old side leads is still the yeah. most must-watch team in the league. I think you're going to get that right back out of Burnmouth. Bielsa sees the ingredients. He saw leads four, Burnmouth three, and he's like, how would you like to make that Bournemouth four, leads three? Right. I or just double it, 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> we'll just do that. We'll yeah. do that. But they're, they're, they're a weird team, James. They're a weird team because I think they got a massive goal differential. Yeah, minus 14. Minus 14. Mm-hmm. Joint... Joint for third worst in the league, yet they sit 14th. Only three points clear of safety. Yeah. So that win against Everton was after losing four on the trot. Yeah. They're a little chaotic, so just it's mostly just so that they, they, they get Bielsa back yeah. in our lives. Also, on Bournemouth, look out for Kiefer Moore 
in the Wales squad mm. who is going to be the definition of get balls into the mixer in that group. Like, that's how I could see them beating an Iran, potentially, or, like, getting a shock winner against England, where he's just that, like, oh, Dan James isn't working out? Let's go immediately to the antithesis of Dan James. Why not? Yeah. Yep. Patrick, my beast of the week. I'm doing a real-time audible. Uh, he was going to get my goal of the week, but I'm just going to give him my beast because he's acting like a true beast. Alejandro Ganacho. Mm. Told myself I wouldn't get my hopes up again, but here I am, ready to buy the jersey, after he took it off and presented it so delicately to the fans, saying, here's who I am. Someone on Twitter remarked that when Ronaldo's in the squad, he does Ronaldo celebrations. When he's not in the squad, he does Messi celebrations. That's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. He's, he's, he's a special, seems a special kid. Yeah. Seems a special kid. Seems up for it. Seems like he's got that. He's a special young boy. That level to him. So, definitely beast. Yeah. One to not get overly hyped about. Let him develop nurture but he doesn't seem like one who goes out on loan let's put it that way no let's put are it you that gonna, are you gonna get the 49 kit or are you gonna wait for him to get a proper number <laughs> i think there's gonna be a bit of waiting to just buy a kit in general fair enough i've been off the kit purchasing uh until further notice oh wow i don't know if that's been declared to the pod no it hasn't yeah i need to see something Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I need to see something. Meanwhile, I'm buying El Nene, so I know. Vi- yeah. vibes are different. Yeah, you're, you're dipping into the bench players. Yeah, I'm benching into the banter kit. You've got the backup keeper. <laughs> Long sleeve plus gloves. <laughs> Full kit wanker to the next Wearing level. the goalie gloves to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stay ready. Right, why not? Uh, okay, Patrick, let's wrap it up. Oh, yeah, you did your beast. Goal of the week. It's the Solar.com Goal of the Week. As always, the Goal of the Week is brought to you by Solar.com. Find the most competitive solar bids on the marketplace at Solar.com. Use the code PREM500 for $500 off your solar project at Solar.com. I'm going to take Joe Willick. You have to, don't you? I'm going to take Joe Willick. Moment plus quality. That's always been the James Burton rule of goal of the week success we need a little bit of moment in there which is why i almost went garnacho but joe willick equally is deserving we talk about our ranking of favorite types of goals i love the one that's akin to like an indirect free kick where you get a little bit of a platter serving the ball's moving it's not dead but it goes right into your path and then pured yes with speed and Agility. Little precision, little curl. It's also my goal of the week, James. Past Edward Mendy, who might as well be a traffic cone. Right, yeah. Speaking about Cameroon taking some L's. <laughs> In any case, yeah. Beautiful goal, big moment, deserved result for Newcastle. Shout out, Hailan. I think got 12, 12 yards on the knee slide. It's Arsenal DNA. Crush the knee slide. Crush the knee Combination. slide. Combination. Shush. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. And, and what was it? was a, a beautiful move and run from uh, from Almiron as well to set that whole thing up. Thought he took the last touch a little too too far, but right into Willick's path. Yeah. Beautiful little curl. Like oh. And you're right. Just that moving ball, quick. You know, the, the 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 play is moving so quick, and then just out of nowhere, a perfect strike. It's a it's a it's mm-hmm. a special special goal, and yeah, great way for Newcastle to cap off yeah. the. Should we just call it the first half of the campaign, even though we're not think quite there? To. Yeah, first half think of the campaign. Think he got to. Or the 2022 side. First 40% of the campaign. Yeah. 38%. Yeah. It just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Why don't you send this home, Patrick? Jenner District. Well, James, there is no Jenner District this week on account of there are no games coming up. Uh, but... <laughs> 
I did pretty good. I went. I went. Um, I'm gonna need you to fill in for me here. I just copy paste the agenda. Yeah, I went eight for two or eight for ten on the weekend in terms of my my predictions. So the boys actually humming. fuck it. I want you. I want you predicting the Boxing Day games. Yeah, I'm gonna do a super parlay of the Boxing Day games right here. This has got to get you at least plus uh, plus seven thousand. I'm going uh, Brentford to get a result home to Spurs. Parlaying that with Palace winning at home. A couple of London derbies uh, to start us off there. Um, Everton and Wolves, skip that for your health. Uh, Leicester, Newcastle, just take it over in that one. Then we're going Brighton over Southampton with no manager. Villa over Liverpool, I actually like that. That's a cheeky one, James. And of course, Arsenal will get it done over West Ham. Tidy us off. You should have a nice little mince pie in your stomach by then. And just eating up the fixtures, full, sitting on your couch. Watch Arsenal go eight points clear at the top. Eat your heart out. And to be clear, the expectation is that no one remembers this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, but we will have some predictions uh, for, for the World Cup Beautiful. pod that's coming soon. Beautiful. So. Cool as you like. Well done, Patrick. Turkey. i got to get this turkey off. We're well done, Patrick. Out there. We're getting the turkey off the Traeger, and we're rolling right into the World Cup preview. We'll be in touch. Prem de la Prem, signing off. What's going on, Premids? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem head. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.